Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Kenny Pickett has arrived, or so Troy Aikman thinks. Is I, Rob Paul, aka Coach Saturday's new clock manager, and with me, as always, is AJ. Trent Dilfer is a QB whisperer. Marchese. Oh, baby, UAB is about to be a QB factory. Today, we're talking all the best and worst NFL rookies from week 12 of the NFL season. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. Rising Tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. The funk didn't get out of Birmingham. This is a very uh, Alabama delivery of Birmingham. Thank you. Thank you. Um, before we get into the, the crux of the show, the meat of the show, the NFL talk, we got to talk UAB hiring Trent Dilfer. Do, do we have to talk about it? I don't know. Uh, somehow a guy – now we've got two ESPN analysts who had only coached high school – Making the jump to NFL interim head coach and now group of five head coach. I mean, the Dilfer hire probably makes more sense than Jeff Saturday, at least. But Well, at least Trent Dilfer is like, so his team's playing in the state championship yeah. this, this Thursday, Lipscomb Academy. Um, this was a, another gross, like gross isn't just like, wh- what, 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 what? I don't know, AJ. I Someone brought up the point that like Cadillac Williams would have done a great job here. Oh man, Cadillac would have been that would have been a great hire. Yeah, but instead, let's give the head coaching gig to another white guy with no college coaching experience. Um, I think, like honestly, the maybe the most important aspect of Trent Tilfer coming to UAB is the fact that like he's been involved in high school coaching not not just at Lipscomb Academy but with the Elite 11 so he's got connections yep I think that's like a one positive I think that's even the, it, the selling point wasn't it <laughs> I don't know and, and like obviously his staff is going to be extremely important and apparently he's planning to hire a bunch of a bunch of very experienced coaches around him with power five experience I don't know. It just feels like such a weird move for for UAB, a program that had been 
really atop the Conference USA for so long under yeah. Bill Clark, who built that program up, deserves a statue, won two Conference USA titles, went 49-26 and I think six seasons. Retired before the season because of his back. Mm-hmm. Brian Vincent takes over his interim. They managed to go six and six. It wasn't a great year. They they lost three straight before beating Louisiana Tech this past week. Um, but the players wrote a letter to the president asking for Brian Vincent to be the head coach. The president because the president wouldn't give them the time to talk to them. And then the day that they like tweeted out the letter, they hired Trent Dilfer as the head coach. I just college football's undefeated. It was so so goddamn out of nowhere. Um, what are the odds, if any, if, if if it's above zero, say it, that Dilfer can land an elite eleven quarterback to UAB? Um, I I'd say it's above zero because, but the the elite eleven isn't necessarily the top eleven mm-hmm. recruited quarterbacks in the country. Right? Like mm-hmm. I don't. Sometimes a three star sneaks in there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so like, he, I, he I, could get eleven one year. Tr- truly, like I I don't. It, I, I'll give it five percent. Can't wait to talk about this one on the uh, coaching roundup in a couple months, month and a half, whatever it is. If Trent Dilfer can be head coach at UAB, Deion Sanders can be head coach at uh, Auburn, in my opinion. But uh, instead, they hired Hugh Freeze. So, um, couple couple more things. We didn't. I didn't have a list for you on the Marcus Arroyo or Tim Lester replacements. Oh, yesterday. we need them now, baby. Yes. So UNLV fired Marcus Arroyo. Some of the names popping up are. Former TCU head coach Gary Patterson. That one shocked me. Kentucky linebacker coach Mike Stoops. USC defensive back coach Dante Williams, who I think is the best one there. But apparently they want head coaching experience. Um, Why? I don't know. UNLV is like impossible to turn around. If Tony Sanchez and Mark Zorroyo couldn't do it, no one can. Uh, and Western Michigan's replacements for Tim Lester, Sharon Moore, whose name's just everywhere. Great hire. It would the, be. the Michigan OC slash O-line coach. Michigan's special teams coordinator, Jay Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. And, and Cincinnati defensive coordinator, Mike Tressel. Oh, bloodlines, baby. Bloodlines. Bloodlines. Uh, apparently, Brian Hartline interviewed for the Cincinnati head coach. G- give, him, give him the job. Don't. He's not ready. He's uh, ready. A couple couple quick NFL draft declarations. West Virginia receiver Brace Ford Wheaton, Oklahoma tackle Anton Harrison, Penn State corner Joey Porter Jr. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. is going to be one of the first corners off the board, first round pick. Great move. Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton kind of maybe trying to capitalize on the murkiness of the wide receiver group. Guy that's, you know, was on the freaks list, you know, big, yep. explosive dude. He could be a riser. That's a smart move. Um, and then hit, hit me on Anton Harrison. I think Anton Harrison coming into the year was a guy who could have been uh, a top five tackle in this yeah. class. I don't think it shook out that way necessarily, but definitely a top Agreed. ten tackle. Yeah, day two, day two type of tackle in a, in a solid class. Solid class. Lost solid class. with Olu though, going back to school. Yeah, uh, a couple senior bowl acceptances: Oklahoma running back Eric Gray, Purdue receiver Charlie Jones, Oklahoma tackle Wanye Morris, South Carolina defensive tackle Zach Pickens, LSU edge rusher Ali Gay, and Missouri edge rusher Isaiah McGuire. Charlie Jones is gonna be that guy that everyone falls in love with at the, at the senior bowl. That's you know throwing all this garbage off his release game and just cooking dudes. 
I love Eric Gray. I'm yeah. super excited that he's going to be there. I think he is um, a, a top five type of talent at running back in a deep class. And he, he had the season that we thought he might have last yeah. year at Oklahoma. Ran for 1,300 plus really competent pass catcher, really explosive shifty runner. I'm excited to, to see him in Mobile. Probably just didn't get the attention because Oklahoma was so bad. Whoa, come on. What's wrong with going six and six and making a bowl, brother? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple East West Shrine games. Cincinnati tight end Leonard Taylor, Wake Forest tight end Blake Whitehart, Washington guard Henry Beanvalu, Arkansas center Ricky Stromberg, West Virginia defense, defensive tackle Dante Stills, and Minnesota corner Terrell Smith. Ricky Stromberg, that's a good get for, for Galco and company. Like, uh, I feel like he's going to be like a solid day three type of center. Yeah, I feel like you could say similarly about Dante Stills on the defensive side, like a, a scheme versatile defensive lineman who kind of played the five, played the three, um, very productive for five years at West Virginia. <laughs> that, that's it. And I feel like every time I watch West Virginia this year, not a good team. Neil Brown's going to be back there, but uh, <laughs> congrats, he, Neil. He, he always making hustle plays. He is. I feel like we watched him for so long. Yep. Go. Go. Uh, now into the into the meat. Look how efficient we are today after a long episode yesterday. Loving it. Uh, it's just because I'm I'm so excited to talk about Kenny Pickett and our oh, rookie QB rundown. Oh baby, AJ, AJ, you got to get a taste of Kenny. I got the uh, Pickett experience. Twenty of twenty eight for one hundred seventy four yards, thirty two rushing, and don't forget that two point conversion against the Colts on Monday Night Football. Sick. If you uh. Sun up, turn your screen off, and listen to this game. You thought Pickett went, you know, 30 of 35 for 345, four touchdowns. Listen to uh, Buck and Aikman. Um, then you look at the stats. This guy didn't even throw a touchdown pass. Um, that being said, it was his best game, right? It was his best game. I, okay, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I didn't look at the numbers until after the game. Yeah, me neither. I was, like, I was certain he threw for more than that. I know, and no touchdowns. Didn't turn the ball over. But this was his, just on eye test. It was his best game. It was his best game, yeah. Um, timing looked good. I, I haven't watched too much Pickett, of course, this year. With a couple looks, and, you know, just, just kind of seeing Steelers games. I feel like that was a big improvement for him, just hitting his back foot. And like you said, he's left a lot of clean pockets to scramble. But just, you know, hitting back foot, timing looked good. Accuracy hit and miss. There's a lot of low balls. But, hey, that there was a couple drops for Pickens in there. And, you know, he also had that ridiculous catch. I'm sure you got him somewhere later. Um it was okay, but it's still like, to me, looking like a guy that's gonna be the 16th best quarterback at his absolute ceiling, and that's saying you know a lot to get there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to note that um, he like didn't really push the ball down the field. He didn't. He 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 completed two passes beyond 10 yards. Obviously, that George Pickens one down the sideline. Was all Pickens. Where, I mean, I appreciate the fact that. And I've been like I've said this before, uh, especially if you've watched this offense before Pickett getting in. He does give Pickens a chance downfield, which wasn't happening prior to Pickett coming in. He's better than uh, Trubisky. I'm not arguing. <laughs> yeah, like he gave him a chance. It was a solid back shoulder yeah. throw. Obviously, better grab than throw yeah. from George Pickens. Then he had uh, like a a 14 yard completion over the middle. I think to Farmuth. Um, he's competent. That I think that this is. It's similar to Mac Jones last year. Yeah. Where he doesn't, he, especially in recent weeks, he hasn't been turning the ball over. Doesn't really put it in conflict. 
Um, but he also doesn't make a ton of splash plays. He looks like a very competent backup quarterback. Um, and you, you see, you see throws that get, do get you excited. Like the George Pickens one, sorry, that was the 14 yarder, the, the, where he bought time moving out of the pocket, uh, throwing kind of almost back across the field to George Pickens over the middle mm-hmm. who made a great play. Uh, it was a lower ball, but he still made a great play. Um, you see throws like that and that gets you excited. Like the two pointer too, like, making that play out of structure and him and Pickens clearly do have a really good chemistry together. Yeah. Uh, sadly, I don't think him and Deontay Johnson have a great chemistry. And no. Deont- Deontay Johnson tends to make a mistake or two, but Deontay Johnson's like open all the time. Um, and I, I just, I think the next step for Kenny Pickett, as we've seen a, a string of solid, solid performances is getting other people more consistently involved making more plays beyond 10 yards. Um, and and when things break down, showing that ability out of structure that we saw in the two-pointer, it, it happened less in this game, but he has had a tendency this season to, when things get murky, he uses his athleticism to move, but he kind of take, takes his eyes off the receivers and is generally, generally looking to run because he's Kenny Vick. And uh, I think... He, he really needs to kind of use that mobility to improve his play as a passer out of structure. I will, I will say bringing up Mac Jones is interesting because I think, you know, if, if Pickett didn't have such a disastrous play caller, you know, had a good offensive line in front of him, I know he's got some, some weapons. I think he could have had a Mac Jones-esque rookie season, which was extremely overrated. And but I, I think it's, it's important to note, too, like the last couple of weeks have been – since he stopped turning the ball over, have been Kenny or sorry Mac Jones esque. Like his last three games, he hasn't thrown an interception. He's only thrown one touchdown. He's completed a solid amount of his passes. Like he's been okay, and I think that's kind of similar to the Mac Jones experience. And yeah, um, yeah it, it again it doesn't help that the offensive line's been shaky. It was better in this game, uh, and it doesn't help that Mac Canada's a terrible play caller. Exactly. The, there's also little things you want to see him do better too. Like on that Yannick and Gawkway free rush play, like he should have thrown the hot route and instead he just kind of like turtled and took them in a field goal range. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know. I the couple times I've gone to watch him since you've been so, you know, you just got to see picky pick it every week. I, I don't see a franchise quarterback. I, I like, I, I feel like the only people that do are kind of like these older school football heads who, you know, like you know, just want their quarterback to be a distributor type of quarterbacks. I I don't, I don't know. I know you, you don't with, either. But are you with me in seeing like Bass Casey becomes an Andy Dalton-esque quarterback if everything else around him is really talented? Yeah, I think that's a possibility, and I do think he's at worst a good good backup. Um, like I don't think he's good. He's not Zach Wilson, or he's gonna be uh, you know. Who the hell knows where he's going to be so shortly, right? But he's um he's not he's not you know Justin Fields where the sky's the limit, right? Yeah, I I think it's you just haven't seen a lot of like even with Justin Fields' struggles before he kind of turned it on. Every once in a while, you'd see him make a throw or yeah. or make a run where it's like, damn, like he's just got the physical. Do- I don't think you get that has, with Kenny Pickett. Has Kenny had any of those throws this year? That George Pickens back shoulder. 
But like really, like I I mean, of course, you're you're watching them every week, but I haven't seen uh, anything that's really like oh of, wow, this is a high level football. One of player. his be- one of his best throws was in the Bengals game last week where George Pickens did drop it. Um but no, you're right. He's he's more of a like it's very Mac Jones ass. Yeah, it is. At least he's faster than Mac Jones. It's a good point. It's a very good point. Um let, let, let's get to your guy, Skylar Thompson. Oh, my guy, Skylar Thompson, baby. Um, wasn't much. He came in from mop-up duty. One for five, eight yards. It was third and four, converted it to the sticks. Beautiful ball. Not really I, I, got, I got him at six yards. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was trying to sneak in a couple extra yards. I'm sorry. Took a sack. Uh, fumbled the snap. Uh, I was just kind of just pitching the ball into the ground. I still came away thinking he was better than Kyle Allen. So, five-star performance, <laughs> Skylar Thompson. It's funny how many times he's coming into the coming into games this year. Of all of these quarterbacks, I love yeah, it. for real. We can't even sniff Desmond Ritter. I've never seen Desmond Ritter throw a football, but I'm getting Skyler weekly, baby. Uh, okay, rookies of the week time. I thought the, there was a, a couple, especially if you include the Thanksgiving game, um, both for offensive and defensive. There was a bu- bunch of pr- kind of prime timey. Rookie of the yeah. week worthy guys. I tried to steer away from that with my offensive rookie of the week though. And I went with Washington Commanders running back Brian Robinson. Oh, yeah, baby. I love that. Be- because he's wearing the big hat. <laughs> the big hat bump for Brian. I love it. Um He knows a guy, Rob. What? He knows a guy. I know. If you, you want I, I looked into it. Like you can actually order the hats. You can actually have them. They'll put any logo you want on it. I, th- I think that we actually should do that for our Dynasty Fantasy Football Trophy. All right. We're looking All into right. that. But this was by far, I think, Brian Robinson's best game of his rookie year. Um, he looked like he did in the preseason before he uh, uh, got shot. And obviously, I like. I think he, he should – there should be uh, a decision made that allows him to win Comeback Player of the Year. Agreed. Yeah, I mean – I thought that before this performance, but now he's, like, actually getting back to looking like himself. And he ran for 105 yards, uh, average 5.8, a carry, and two grabs for 20 yards and a touchdown against the Falcons, including on that touchdown, trucking a man into into the shadow realm. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I love it. It's like, obviously, everyone's going to root for this guy. I mean, honestly, it almost feels like people aren't giving him enough credit for how good he's been given everything, like... Um, but no, he's been, he's been I think solid. he'll get it now because this was such yeah. a strong game. Um, yeah, like he definitely hasn't had that big flashy game, but like, I think I mentioned him last week, he's just like, you know, when they want him to do the short year stuff, he's getting it done. It, it, I think it's also important to note, like, I, I thought he just looked a little more explosive in this game too. Mm-hmm. A lot of the previous games, it'd be a lot of physical running up the middle. So not, not a ton of chunk, chunk yardage no. or anything, but in this one, he he did a good job of instead of just kind of crashing into the line and fighting for yards, bouncing it, bouncing it, and, and breaking arm tackles and, and picking up seven opposed to four, and it felt like a lot of the times um, there there was one like one run in the fourth quarter for example where it, it was kind of clogged at the line. He had a slight hesitation as he pressed the line, bounced it outside, breaks an arm tackle, gets north south. Bounces off a tackler, bounces off another tackler, and turns what should have been like a five-yard run into a first down. Uh, and, th- and there was a lot of just those types of runs where 
he he was a solid running back would pick up five and he was picking up seven and that that's important especially in a close game like this that came down to the last play really where Kendall Fuller intercepted Marcus Mariota in the end zone definitely and I think that's what you need out of a back that you took in the top 100 right like you know nothing wrong with getting a guy that can just you know get the get the dirty yards and you know the fifth round or whatever but taking a guy top 100 they've got to start making these uh you know and I'm not blaming him I'm just saying this that's what you got to see and it's promising yeah, I just it, it was like it was very like it just felt like he kept finding the cutback lanes, right? Like mm-hmm. he he had a better uh spatial spatial sense of himself. He knew he rather than again just fighting for every yard, he knew he could bounce things and he has that kind of athleticism to him to to make those starting running back level plays. Yeah, that's that's exciting to hear. Yeah, who you got for rookie of the week? Uh, I got to go with Garrett Wilson. Um, five catches, 95 yards, two TDs. In the pouring rain for most of the game against the Bears. Um, finally, Zach Wilson sitting his ass on the bench. Mike White was in. He got he got Garrett Wilson going right away. Um, Ref the hop. Had like a really nice grab on a slant just in traffic. Tough catch again in the rain. Um, hauled it in. This is all the first drive. Then just hit a first down off a bubble screen. You know, got some yak. Nothing explosive or anything, but but picked it up. And then capped the drive with his first touchdown. Just, like, toasted the DB. Um, it was like it might have been a push-off, but it actually got called for a DPI. Um, but, yeah, just physical off off the break. Um, just got held, discarded him, just shoved him, and then got wide open for a touchdown. That was great. Um, and that was I loved it. I was just like, oh, yeah, here comes a game for, for, for Garrett Wilson. And, no, it wasn't like a monster performance, but... Uh, like he, he, you know, they tried to get him going a couple reverse. He, he well, didn't look too great. Um, tried to kind of like make a one-handed catch, and he got he took a huge hit. Um, was down for it for half a second there. The rain was just pouring. It was a tough play, and then and then he he had the the other touchdown where just a really nice release um, out out of the slot. Um, just a you know nasty cut to get separation. The ball went through a defender's hands. He kept his concentration. It was kind of behind him. Uh, caught it. Then, like, you know, turn and then just hit a guy with a dead leg. And after that, you knew he was gone. And there was another 30 or 40 yards after that where just exploded to finish. And it, it looked, it was just, it was just beautiful. And this, like, yeah, this is why you, you got Gary Wilson. And this is why he's looking like your wide receiver one. Um, and then his other grab, just like a nice little sliding grab to, to kind of cap it off. So just that, that, that explosive play was like, like, just that wow, wow moment. And, but like a strong game all around. And God, it's so. It's so encouraging to see this happen in, in Zach Wilson's first benching game. Like Mike White came in and, and immediately started going to him, and there's no reason why this isn't going to continue down the stretch, and maybe into the playoffs for the Jets with Garrett Wilson. We love White Mike. Um, Garrett Wilson, it, it feels like he'd be maybe even leading Offensive Rookie of the Year race right now if he had more consistent quarterback play. I mean, he's had kind of three massive games this year three mm-hmm. or four i guess no we'll say four i think four times we've mentioned him for offensive rookie of the week um week two where he had 102 yards and two touchdowns with i think joe flacco, joe flacco. Was quarterback yep then he had a 115 yard game against the patriots that was zach wilson uh the game against the bills where he was just like open every time he had 92 yards but he should have way more and then he, he has this game with the two touchdowns and just like he looks like him and Olave just look like Pro Bowl receivers already. Definitely. Yeah, the bump. 
the book I built. We, we, we need this. We need to give it. I'm giving it. I'm giving it. Don't worry about it. I've uh, I've decided we're no longer a championship contending program, but we just flex the amount of NFL stars we have. Smart. So many programs do that, so might as well. Yeah, Michigan doesn't have any no. other than no other other than um, Josh Uchi. Uh, yep, Josh Uchi. He's <laughs> had a good season. Uh, speaking of pass rushers, there you go. Defensive rookie of the week. We uh, do you have Kayvon Thibodeau? I got Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau, who has had his flashes, now has the best pass rusher. Front seven performance among rookies this year. Oh, but Rob, he didn't have a sack. It's it's kind of you know what I was just thinking about this just before we record started recording. Um, it kind of reminds me of Khalil Mack's rookie year, where like he didn't put up massive sack numbers, but he was just so disruptive. You've been thinking a lot about Khalil Mack. That's back to back references. I, I know it was it was like you know ultimate outplayed like just like the plain old box score game. You know, look at the box score one tackle. But really, I don't know. What did PFF give him? Like nine pressures, five QB hits. He was just a, a monster. Definitely the yeah. best the best game from any, yeah, any probably front seven guy, I, I think, um, he, any rookie this year. Looked quite good against the run, too. Had a, a, a couple, like, where he'd take on the tight end one-on-one and kind of blow yeah, shit up in the backfield. he fucking walked Schultz right back into Zeke. Didn't get the TFL for, like, for himself, but uh, someone else came and finished him up. It was awesome. Um, And it, it just... There was a lot of, sure, the athleticism, which is mm-hmm. what, what what initially gets you so excited about him. But there was also, I thought, he just used his hands so well. He did. Yeah, he definitely did. And that, I think, was kind of the difference in this game. He did a really good job, too, where maybe he he wasn't going to get to the quarterback, and he knew that. But he, he, he really hustled his ass off. Like, there yeah. was... One play where he took on the tight end and he um, just kind of rerouted himself and, and still got a last second hit on Dak. Like he had to have known he wasn't going to get the sack, but it's those things add up. And um, he he was beating Tyler Smith sometimes too. Yeah. Uh, so, so a lot of taking on tight end, but like he walked Tyler Smith back one time. He he beat him with a just like a rip and dip one time. Uh, he, on the the first Dak interception. He walked Tyler Smith back into Dak's lap. Like, I don't know. I thought this was such a star type of performance from Kayvon Thibodeau. And obviously it's overshadowed by two facts. He didn't finish with the sack. And uh, they they ended up just kind of getting walked by the Cowboys in the second half. But holy moly, that's a that's a dude. Yeah. No, this is the, like, you know, like he's going to be the best pass rusher. Pure pass rusher from this group. You know, performance. Um yeah, like, you, you touched on the athleticism, but, like, yeah, he flashed that, you know, like, the, the, just that that freaky burst to close on the passer that we saw so many times at Oregon. You saw that against against Dallas. And, um, like you said, like, he, he did such a good job of, like, getting clean hits on Dak, you know, and, like, finishing through the whistle, but not, not drawing any stupid roughing the passer calls and, like, hitting Dak, you know, square and clean. And those, those hits add up in, you know, in a game. I know it didn't win them the game, but it, it was a great performance. Um, had another fun play, I thought too, where he just like, he, I think he beat the beat the right tackle, and then just like Zeke came over to help, and he, or it might have been the tight end, and then Zeke came over to help. He just ran right through Zeke like he wasn't even there. Um, yeah, this was the the most big dog performance of any of these, of any of these defensive linemen uh, rookie class this year. 
Big time. It, it was awesome. And I'm excited to see him build on that. Me too. Me too. Getting to worst rookie this week, I didn't have a blatant like, Neither. corner getting picked on yeah. or Lyman getting his butt kicked. I So I, I just kind of – I went with Alec Pierce. Okay. Who – was a non-factor against the Steelers in a game where they just needed absolutely anything. He had a drop. He had a miscommunication with Matt Ryan on his two targets. 70% of snaps and just very little going on. And if you look at his last four games, in those games he's seen 14 targets, just three catches for 51 yards, all playing 65 to 71% of the snaps. And now, obviously, situation is everything. And uh, they haven't had a great situation with uh, Sam Ellinger, Matt Ryan, and um, Coach Saturday. But I, I just feel like it's a bit of a fall from grace uh, from a guy who we saw big flashes of early and, and had a lot of hype early on. He also, yeah. He's also had two drops in that time. Um, I, I feel kind of bad picking on him, but I, I just thought it was just such a bland game. Yeah, he's he's really cooled off, and like you said, the hype was building. And yeah, uh, again, the situation does matter so much. But no, I think that's I think that's fair. And yeah, there wasn't a, I didn't have a blatant rookie, a poor rookie performance either. Um, so I stuck with the with the Thanksgiving night game, and um, with no clear choice, I gave it to Cole Strange, who you know didn't give up any sacks, but there was a decent amount of hurries and got just got beat a couple times. And it was like kind of just like highlighted when the um, the Vikings went their old NASCAR package with all their pass rushers on the field, and and you know in the office pack, passing downs and um, it's a lot of Zadarius Smith lining up over him and he was just giving him hell and that's a hell of a matchup uh, for for Strange but there was one where like you know they they just stunted you know they they ran the old stunt and uh, Smith just went right through the gap it was just like he was just he was really struggling with his quickness. Um, like you just saw it multiple times, a couple of times where Smith was just, you know, flushing Mac uh, into like, you know, either like just sliding and taking maybe a yard or two and not re- like a, you know, not a sack, but basically a sack or just into other guys for sacks. So Smith could have easily had a couple sacks in this one. Um, that being said, I, I thought he was struggling with that and that's a hell of a matchup. And like, really, I probably wouldn't, you know, dunk on him if it wasn't for like him being a first round pick or anything, but um, I had some, like some nice plays too. I thought it was okay in the run. Had a really nice block to spring a Stevenson screen, uh, but just was a tough matchup. Just tough matchup. And uh, on Thanksgiving night, he was uh he was he was the the dinner, I guess, the dinner for the Vikings. Hope you feel good about that one. I don't. Um, I don't. I just didn't know how to end that. Moving to prime primetime star, I went with Christian Watson, who can, continues his reign of scoring touchdowns. Now has. Six touchdown catches in his last three games. Two 100-year performances. Went for 110 in a score against Philly. Um, kind of instantly felt like he had a, a good connection with Jordan Love. Yeah, that's some, that's promising. And on the touchdown, just catching it over to the middle and immediately destroying every yeah. angle every player on the Philly defense had on him. Yeah. I, th- I think we've just, like, the ways he's been scoring, it's been so exciting because it's just, like, he is so big and so athletic, and maybe he he is still raw as a route runner. Maybe he does have a drop here or there, but yep. we're seeing that his physical skill set just makes him such a highlight reel 
can turn anything into a touchdown type of play. I, I put Watson from it looks like a hit this week. I mean, you know, it took some time. Like, early on, he looked like a really big miss. But, you know, three straight games of wow performances is, is enough to say this is going to be a hit. It's not – and, again, it's, this is not like – you know, I had him 44. He went 34. Not claiming to be my son or anything stupid like that. Wait, but where did you have him as? 44. You had him higher, I think. I had him, like, 28. Yeah, see? Bigger hit for you. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not claiming him. I'm just giving him credit. Um, I'm above the London man and Dotson. I had him one spot behind Dotson and, like, I don't know, less than 10 behind uh, Watson. Ah, uh, behind London. Um, and, yeah, like you said, you know, there's the drops. But, and you know, like, like, you know, little raw and, you know, Rogers always gives his little half smirk. Like, oh, you're not supposed to do that, kid. Or the fuck stupid shit Rogers says. Um, but he's been dynamic as fuck. He's been, been dynamic as hell. And I think they, they still, like, need to do a better job of getting him involved. Like, it's it's weird to me that it took, like, Romeo Dobbs getting hurt for Watson. And, it, you know, it might have been more to that. But for Watson really to get his chance again after that one drop week one. You know what I mean? Like, the Packers are shit. Like, the Packers are not doing a good job. But, look, he's, he's explosive as hell. He's showing up huge. And I think he, like, not just, you know, him developing, which obviously going to make him a better player. But I think down the stretch, they can do more to get him, like, really going. Like, it's not complicated stuff. And it's not like they've done a bad job. I just don't think they're doing it enough. That That's fair. Who's your primetime star? Jelani Woods, who is one of your guys. That, perfect. That's my looks like a hit. I kind so of figured well. I kind of figured that was going to happen. Tight end one, baby. Yeah. A-catch is 98 yards. Uh his true breakout game, you gotta say. I think like Matty Ice just really seemed to trust him, um, which is like putting it on right off out of his breaks, which you love to see, you know, uh, for 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 him. Yeah, go ahead. I thought it was cool too that like, so he had nine targets, eight catches. The the only non catch was his first target, and it was a drop. And I thought it was cool that Matt Ryan just kept going back mm-hmm. to him. I don't know if you see that with an Aaron Rodgers, you know. Um, uh, good pull. Yeah. Um, but. It felt like, yeah, Woods just kind of took over with as yeah. a mismatch both down the seam and on the outside with obviously 6'7 with freakish athleticism. Um, he had the, what, the 24-yarder down the middle. He mm-hmm. picked up a first down uh, in, in the third quarter um, that kind of helped get the, the Colts rolling and, and led to them taking the lead. Yeah. It, it was a lot of big plays from Jelani from Virginia. Yeah, you saw that, like, on that 24-yard, you're, like, him just getting it through the middle and, like, that galloping yak that he can do. Once he gets in that open space, it's like, this guy this big shouldn't be moving this fast. And then, yeah, just a little stuff, too. I thought, like, catching the ball and, like, dragging defenders. Not, like, you know, not, like, some 10-yard to the end zone type of thing. But he wasn't going down easy. He was bowling over some guys. And then, like, doing some tough contested catch work, too. Yeah. It was very, very complete th- performance for Woods. I thought too on um, on that Colts uh, the Colts second last drive. He had a big uh, first down conversion where it was just like the safety had good positioning, but Jelani Woods is just so damn yeah. big that he just f- kind of framed him out, boxed him out. Yeah, that's kind of what he brings to the table. Is he is more athletic than linebackers and just so much bigger than DBs. Yeah, exactly. And that's why he's going to be a, be a damn good tight end. Um, on a more disheartening note, some underwhelming performances. Uh, we talked up Kayvon Thibodeau, and, and now I'd like just to, to mention Aiden Hutchinson and Trevon Walker. Yeah, that's definitely fair. 
Hutch really Hutchins was like non non existent yeah. against the Bills. Um Especially when James Houston came in and got two sacks and five snaps. <laughs> I was going to put him somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Aiden Hutchinson just – it feels like he had a string of flashy games, but he just really needs to develop that pass rush plan still. And at the same t- at the same time, um, I know he's a lockdown defensive back, given the opportunity to drop into coverage, but – I don't know, just the inconsistencies kind of with his pass rush down to down is has been a little disheartening. Because at the same time, I feel that way about Trevon Walker, but I think it was more expected with Trevon Walker. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to uh, get, get – like, obviously, I, I watched Trevon Walker this week, but we both watch Aiden Hutchinson. No, I agree. He was pretty invisible, and a lot of weeks it's like – I think he had one hit, and it was like they just left him unblocked. Um, yeah. A lot of weeks it was like just um, if he's not making like an effort play or a hustle play, or you know showing up in the in the in the passing game, he just isn't there. I agree. There's no pass rush plan from him right now, and for a guy that was labeled more pro ready um, than anything, it's it's yeah, it definitely is disheartening. It's- yeah. It's it's also interesting. Like one of his go to moves has been the spin, and it's worked a couple times. Uh, I think what was it two weeks ago? I, I against the Bears, like he busted out the spin a couple times, and it, it was really working for him. But like that's been his, almost been his go to move, and we got we've just got to see him unlock those hands a little more because it's yeah. been a lot of just bull and spin, um, which is more I think what you you'd expect that from Javon Walker, who. He's been it's intro like the Jaguars deploy him in in a bunch of different ways and, and he, he's a very solid run defender. I don't think he's quite as impactful against the run as we would have hoped. Yeah, it's also weird when you're playing the Ravens, just given what that offense is. Uh, but I thought it was just a very quiet game. Two guys that like really need that came on Thibodeau level performance from this week, you know. Yeah. Um. I'm sticking in the state of Michigan, and I'm sticking with Walker, but I'm going with Kenneth Walker, uh, Seattle's running back, who did have two touchdown runs, but um, that was about it. He He's becoming very boomer bust. I know that's not all on him, and the offensive line has not been very good run blocking the last couple of weeks, but at some point, you know, he's he's got to start taking the easy yardage. And, um, like, like his touchdown, you know, was a nice cutback, and – he kept just working to the outside, and and you just knew he was going to get there, and you know got to the pylon, and finished. Um, like you just knew he was going to score once he made that cut, and like that's his explosive ability. And you know the other his other touchdown just like kept his feet in a pile. Like it was good running up the middle, um, and just kept pushing the pile for a touchdown. And like those two things that he's shown is maybe why he's he, well he is the favorite for officer rookie of the year with like nine rushing touchdowns right now. But but those were like his only two good runs on the day. Well, yeah, I, go ahead. I, I, I was going to ask you, too, because you obviously had the Seahawks and you had the Texans game, and Damian Pierce had another not-so-productive day. Um, at this point, because I think maybe three weeks ago, if you asked us, they'd be those two in Olave would have been our top three for, for Rookie of the Year. But we're starting to see some of these receivers really yeah. make some moves here with, uh, obviously, Christian Watson, Garrett Wilson. Um who would you be giving rookie of the year to right now? Who who do I think is going to win or who would I give it to? Who would you give it to? Honestly, probably Chris Olave. 
I think so too, but I wouldn't be surprised if in three weeks we're both saying Garrett Wilson if uh, White Mike keeps it up. I wouldn't be surprised either. And honestly, if I were to bet on it, I think Kenneth Walker finishes it out just because of the touchdowns. And, the touchdowns. Yeah. But yeah, to, to go back to um, to Walker, like he had a minus thirteen yard rush. Like he just hit, got hit in the backfield, spun out of it, and there's nowhere to go. That was just bad luck. Um, him, him and Juno kind of fucked up an exchange, and I think it was more on Walker. Just he's had a couple of those like rookie mistakes in the like just unsure of where to go. Not too many, but there's been a couple more than you know you want him to. Um, so yeah, two touchdowns in the game, but not. Not overly promising, and if I may double down here, I threw Abe Lucas as well, who's had a really, really, really good year, but just had his hands full of Max Crosby. Um, Max, do you do you think if Max Crosby was on a better team, he'd be getting a lot of defensive player of the year buzz? He'd be a superstar. I know he's like I'm not saying he's. I mean, he's he's kind of underrated. I, I know a lot of people respect him big time, but he'd be a superstar on if he was on like, a good football team. He does so much for that team. He's he's so he's so good. I mean. He had two huge, huge, huge sacks. Both came on Lucas. Uh, one was right after the overturned uh, DK Metcalf catch at the end, uh, you know, where it took 45 minutes to get the call in. And it just, like, Max Rob's like, okay, let's just finish him here. Um, and that, that forced Seattle to punt. Uh, and that, that, you know, forced Seattle to, you know, not do anything at the end of the game. And apparently Lucas was supposed to get help there um, on a chip. And then they just – he never got it. So he just looked, you know, he just never got out there on Crosby. And then another one at the end to force Seattle to punt in overtime, and it was just you know that's a hell of a matchup. That's it's tough, but two huge spots where you know two sacks that won the Raiders the game essentially, or you know at least put the ball back in MVP Josh Jacobs' hands. But yeah, I, I just those two Seahawks and just um, in such a close game making a couple critical mistakes. Obviously, we both already voiced our looks like a hit: Jelani Woods, Christian Watson, two guys we both really liked. Yeah. Um, Going to looks like a miss. I I just I think this guy is gonna be really good and I wish I I was in on him and that is Titans rookie corner Trey Avery. Yeah, he's been good. Out of he's interesting because he's originally uh going to Ohio State, uh was deemed ineligible, ended up at Toledo, redshirted, ended up at Rutgers. Where all the great DBs end up. So, yes, he's played at my three favorite schools. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, he was he was fantastic uh, against the Bengals. Um, two different times he he showed off his clicking close ability. I think both were against Trent Irwin. Uh, and that's saying something. Yeah. The <laughs> uh, Stanford God. And um, he is just very quick. Very good, clean feet, and and very does a very good job disrupting the catch point. I think you mentioned him last a, week. A, a, was it last week? Yeah. Sure, yeah. So he's starting to really string some games together now, and uh, like he's not playing a ton, but when he's out there, he he he's been very competent. Yes. Uh, and I I think he deserves to play more. The the Titans have a weird corner situation. They they have a lot of <laughs> a, a weird mix of young corners. Um, and like Roger McCree's like playing all the snaps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I thought Avery did a great job. Like he was only out there for like, what was it? 18 snaps gets targeted seven times. So Joe Burrow's going after him only gives up two for 23 breaks up two passes. Like 
I thought he did, just did a really great job. Um, yeah, I mean, especially like you said, like get him more playing time on a team that's had a permanently weird cornerback situation. Since, since Cortland Finnegan left, their cornerback situation has been weird. Travery's the next Cortland. Good, good comp. Um, I got a corner too, who was probably my runner-up for defensive rookie of the week. Um, like I was low, low on, regretfully low. Uh, Martin Emerson, the 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 Browns corner, who was targeted eleven times on Sunday, gave up just three for nineteen. Uh, none of those went for first downs. Uh, four PBUs. Um, like I said, it would have been my runner-up for defensive rookie of the week. It was a hell of a performance. Um, but I wanted to put him here because I'm dumb. He he basically took away Mike Evans. Uh, had a couple of plays where he felt like if it was falling him into the slot, he was just playing him super very good. It has been very good. He's been he was just super physical on him. Um, Mike Evans only total only had two catches on ten targets. Just locked down Mike Evans, and I know it's it's not quite the same, but still Mike Evans. Um, maybe got away with a couple a couple calls, but it was physical as hell. I love I love to see that for rookie corner. Going up against, you know, an all-pro type of dude. Love that. Nearly had a pick. Um, he was covering Cameron Braid out of the, out of the slot, out of the bunch. Uh, just jumped it, but didn't pull it in. Um, it was also, like, a really, really good coverage. Had a PBU on, on, on a Prashad Perriman speed out. Just, like, physical through the catch point. Hell of a performance. Like, I think up there with cornerback performances this year. Just, just didn't pull in the, you know, like, like Thibodeau. Didn't pull in a ball, but just a hell of a, hell of a game. If I could throw one more, if I may, because yeah, you gave you yeah. gave me that that silence for a second, Rashad White. I think I had him here before the bye, but it just continued. Like, it wasn't a special performance or anything um, against against the Browns, but I was low on him, and I, I didn't think he could lead a backfield. But he's doing it, and he's doing it well. All over a hundred yards total, uh, sixty four on the ground, caught nine balls, but forty five. Oh, yards. really? Yeah, it's kind of a weird number, but yeah, no, just productive, and I think that's what they expected out of him, and I never thought it was going to come. And it, it is. He's looking really good. Had a couple bigger runs, too, at the start of the game. And, yeah, just a good performance, and I was too low. You love to hear it. Um, you know what I'm going to do this week, AJ? What's that, Rob? Every week from now on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start one of our the rookies we talk about positively on this show. Just in start. fantasy. Okay, I like it. Do that. I'm going to start Jelani Woods this week. What do you think? That's a good call. Who they, I don't know who they're playing, but I like it. Okay. All right, done. Um, needs to step it up. I mentioned Roger McCreary a second ago. He is playing, like, he is the Titans' corner one. He's the corner one on the, AF, the likely AFC South champs. Uh, but don't count Coach Saturday out yet. Um, he p- played every snap against the Bengals. He didn't have a bad game. But it's just, like, if he is your number one corner and, and you're going to be uh, at home in a playoff game, you... You you're really gonna need him to to elevate his game, and he doesn't really get the chance to yeah take his time with that. Uh, he saw eight targets against the Bengals, gave up sixty six yards and a touchdown on four catches, most of which came against uh, uh, T Higgins. He also did a really good job on on I think it was a third down. He picked up Hayden Hurst on a drag route and, and uh, broke up the pass, but. It's just like I, I I always fear when when you got a young corner like that who's like instantly has to be your number one. He's he's not been bad at all this year. I feel like he's had no. some really good games. T, but T Higgins just like on the touchdown and T Higgins just 
just remember McCreary has really short arms, right? T. Higgins is a really long yeah, receiver. It's a tough matchup. H- Higgins did a really good job in these contested catch scenarios. Did a really good job kind of using his body to shield McCreary away. The touchdown was a nice back shoulder from Burrow where Higgins and, and, and McCreary both extended arms on each other, and Higgins did a really good job um, kind of turning him away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I just thought he, he's going to need to step it up. And same game. Cam Taylor Britt, like the, he is playing so much. He is playing so much. He gave up 73 yards on four catches to a Titans team that wasn't passing the ball that well. He's he's played over 90% of the snaps uh, in each of the last four games. He has basically had to be Chio Awuzi for them since he went down. And in that that's a guy who who like really wasn't playing before week seven. And he's he's kind of struggled in every uh, or yeah, the lot, like all four of the games, he's kind of given up big plays. Um, he when targeted, he's giving up a hundred and twenty-seven point three QB rating this year. He he's the one that got mossed by Traylon too, right? Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, he did force the fumble on the Derrick Henry run though. Oh, see, Cam so, Taylor's which Traylon recovered for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> the goat. Um, uh, just sorry, one more if I if I if I oh, may. Oh yeah, you're calling Jam- that Jam- out this week. Jamari Salyer had a a bit of a come down performance. Uh, gave up two early sacks. The JJ Watt and Cameron Thomas who couldn't even tell the difference between those two. Uh, and, and and had a false start. It was just a bit of an up and down game from him. Um. Okay. I give it to a guy who I just one player. I'm not mean like Rob. Um. Who's like really turned it on the last few weeks? He's been good. He's been making plays. He made plays in this game. I give it to Quay Walker, who who did have eleven tackles, did have a really good fumble recovery, and a nice return. Yeah, he was outside of that though. Sorry, outside of that, yeah, yeah, outside of that, yeah. that Packers D was just getting ruined in the wrong game. And again, it wasn't all on him, but he missed a lot of tackles, <laughs> or mm-hmm. at least a decent amount. And that's not a great look. I know he stacked up eleven, but I think only four were solo. Um, and they're going to need him. They're going to need him. If, if this Packers defense is going to just keep getting gashed, they, they need him to step up. And, you know, again, not all on him. Other players need to step up too. But he, he, he had a place in his arms that he, he didn't finish and was just overrunning. And just, After yeah. such a good game the week before. Yeah. Like, again, he's put games together, and he, he made a splashy play. But, yeah. Um, not ready to play. I went with Cardinals tight end Trey McBride. Agreed. Similar to Alec Pierce, um, but even more so because we haven't really seen him from McBride. He just has had such a such little impact on this game. Um, and in the Cardinals' offense has really been hurting without Zach Ertz, and they need a tight end to step up, and they haven't had that with McBride who. He's basically been the starter of the last three weeks. Um, he had one catch for one yard on three targets in this game. And I, I honestly, like, you would have forgot he was on the field. I felt like that last week, too. And he had, like, four for he, 24 he, or something. He, he was drafted almost 20 slots ahead of Jelani Woods. I think that was one of the biggest head-scratching picks uh, in the first two days of the draft where just, like, the, the, the way they're building that roster made no sense. And that's why I think they got a clean house and – I feel like also they didn't kind of reaching on a guy, reaching on a guy a bit. You know, it was at a, a non-important position where no. they already had. Like Zach Ertz still has a lot in the tank. I think obviously he's hurt now, but yeah. But and then like like I thought Trey McBride was fairly like you know come in and play well, like plug and play type of dude. But 
him not being productive. And like, like this is a team that's had a track record of rookies being not good too. Um, and like, yeah, he's, he's got to step it up and he definitely does. Um, my not ready to play. I put Perry on Winfrey who just like has shown next to nothing this year. Yeah. Like that looks like a miss for me. Uh, he was on 33% of the snaps this week. Didn't make a tackle. Didn't get into the box score. Didn't feel him at all. Like McBride, just not a lot going on, and like not not to pile on here, but just to throw in, I feel like you could talk about Alex Wright in this regard too, who's had more moments definitely than Perrion Winfrey. Did bat a ball in this in this game, had a good play, but just like a guy that you know you took both of these guys top one hundred, him seventy eighth. Uh, he's only playing twenty six percent of snaps. You expect more out of both of them at this point of the season, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's. Uh... I think it, it starts to get concerning when there's your rookies are playing a lot, but having such little impact. Yeah. It, like after, especially after Thanksgiving, because that's when the season really starts. Yeah. You said that last week, and we'll say it every single week. I'll say it every week. I have to say it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, best day three rookies. Uh, I put three. Um, Malcolm Rodriguez had a really. Nice game on, yeah. on Thanksgiving against the Bills. He had the PBU that led to the pick. He had a big uh, TFL in the, ba- the backfield. Um, he, g- he gave up very little in coverage, and he he's just like a bullet downhill. He's just crashing into everything. I put Malcolm Rodriguez, too. Yeah, just didn't miss tackles. Just was when he, when he like you said, when he got into contact, was so solid. Made that great tip. Like, that was, that was a fastball from Josh Allen that he got his hands on for the PBU. And then, yeah, like that, that play, too, like reading the – the cook screen and like just getting there and preventing the catch too. Uh, you know, he played a really strong game. Um, I also put Kyron Williams who it wasn't like a big flashy game. They lost the chiefs, but 35 yards on the ground, 25 through the air and just did a really good job pass blocking. It's like, like exactly what you expect from Kyron Williams on uh, they're like one touchdown. Like he, he picked up Brian cook on a free blitz and, and put him into the ground when he jumped and, he just runs really hard, and he's consistent uh, out of the backfield catching the football. And I, I just want to see him continue to play a bigger role. He played seventy percent of the snaps in this one. I love that. He was both of our start the rooks last week too. Do you have another guy? I have Jake Ferguson because he hurdled. He did. He did hurdle. My- Fifty-seven <laughs> yards and hurdled. Rookie tight ends are fun. Jelani Woods, Kate Otten, Daniel Bellinger earlier in the year. They've been so much better than they look like coming out. I think like Except they just got Trey really McBride. good. Yeah, the, the first one, I know. Like, they all found, except for Trey McBride, found, like, perfect landing spots, you know, and, like, spots where they're going to get opportunities, and uh, it's worked out really well. Um, Actually, AJ, while I got you, we're on the topic of rookie tight ends. I really want to pick up Jelani Woods in one of my dynasty leagues. I have Kate Auden and Daniel Bellinger. Should I cut one of them, or should I cut your Michael Hasty? Cut your Michael Hasty. Okay. I'm just going to collect the rookie stack tight ends. the rookie tight ends. Exactly. Okay. Like, Done. If you ask me off the show, maybe it was a different answer, but on the show, I can't not say that. Okay. I'll um, get all the rookie tight ends. Thank you. <laughs> so my, my best day three rookies, I did a combo of Lions defense rookies again. I, I gave it to Rodrigo, but also James Houston. Getting those two sacks. What did you say? Five snaps. Uh, the one right before yeah. half, that that felt like pretty big. And then, you know, another one chasing Allen backside. So just wanted to shout out the two. The, the young Lions, baby. Pulling it off. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, going to best UDFA rookies. Reed Blank. Good baby. week. Good week for UDFA rookies. But Reed, Reed, Reed Blankenship, baby, picks off Aaron Rodgers in the red zone. 
after getting thrown into action when C.J. Gardner-Johnson goes out, Reed Blankenship's like the man for us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We've said his name so many times on this podcast. Oh, but yeah, like, like what a play. Nothing in coverage. No, six. He led the Eagles in tackles with six. Had that awesome tackle on the the Aaron Jones, like, little, little screen pass, like, Whew, bullet coming downhill. Monster. And and another one big for your brand, Rob. Zonovan Knight out of nowhere. Bam? Bam. Carrying the Jets uh running back group with, with James Robinson, a healthy scratch, Michael Carter going down. Had six nine yards on fourteen carries and another thirty four in the uh through the air on three catches. Big head for Rob. Looked like North Carolina State, bam. Uh, you know, you know, Dave gets some pro ready down there. This is nothing surprising. Yeah, I'm not, uh, surprised. not surprising, but <laughs> maybe that's another uh, dynasty pickup because uh, really, really good yeah, looking performance. Up, I'm going to pick up Bam. I'm going to be honest. I was watching this game muted, and I was like, I wasn't sure who this was. And like Ty Johnson made a play. Okay, I remember it was Ty Johnson. Okay, I wasn't sure who it was, and then like I finally clued in that's fucking Zonovan Knight. I'm like, this is sick. Uh, loved it. It was a great performance. Oh, yeah, he's available. I'm picking him up. Uh, do I drop Kate Otten or Daniel Bellinger? Yeah. <laughs> Bellinger, because uh, this league sounds soft, and I think you could pick him up again. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's big time. Um, Kate Otten could have been an underwhelming performance, but whatever. Do you want me – do you want to start just doing – like setting my fantasy lineup with rookies on this show? <laughs> if we ever want this show to pop off, if, if we did just like a dynasty – Thing we we be we be kings of the of the uh, podcast world. Uh, a couple more undrafted rookies. Dallas Flowers had the eighty nine yard yeah. kick return against the Steelers, which like gave the Colts the momentum to come yep. back in that game and ultimately lose because Coach Saturday doesn't understand timeouts. But happens to the best of us, Coach. Uh, also on special teams from the AFC South, Ryan Stonehouse just bombs kicks. Stonehouse is so good. Fifty three point eight average against the Bengals on five punts. So there's there's so many like just I don't know where rocks. Um. Rookies of Flash, I didn't go with a huge list this week. Um, uh, first, I got to give it to Sauce. Okay, like he gave up, he got targeted three times, give one catch. It was a big one to Chase Claypool. Big dogged him. Just got up over him, 31 yards. That was, was a nice, it got DPI too. But other than that, like they just stopped throwing his way. I, I think the league has just stopped throwing his way. And uh, that's when you know you've arrived as, as a legit lockdown corner and one of the best corners in the league right now. Do you have more? Oh, I got more. I just want, wasn't okay. sure if you wanted to go back and forth. Um, Chris Olave, too. Ooh. Five catches, 62 yards. For him, that's a ho-hum week. Um, led the team in both categories again. Um, had a really bullshit overturn on another catch that was, like, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 yards. Just, I don't know, a catch rule coming back into effect. Had a deep one go through his hands, too. Like, a really, really tough catch. It wasn't like one you're going to blame him on. But really could have, should have had a bigger day. But still really productive. And last one, our guy, Jack Sanborn, baby. Finished with 15 tackles. 11 of those were before half. A TFL. Just a, just a run and hit tackling machine back there. Speaking of uh, linebackers we love, Chad Muma. Oh, I like that. Every snap for the Jaguars against the Ravens. Finally. Did a really good job against Lamar. Nine tackles. Looked great in the run game. He did for some reason... I don't know if you saw the huge completion to Sean Jackson late in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad Muma was covering him. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> like, like I know I, I get Deshaun Jackson's thirty-five, but like, don't have Chad Muma cover him. Did he carry um, him okay? He did he until like until the the last like ten yards and like. That's Deshaun not bad. 
that's not bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Muma looked great against the run. Did a really good job um, uh, containing Lamar. Uh, Traylon Burks, who you mentioned earlier, yeah, he, he mossed Cam Taylor Britt. He recovered the Derrick Henry fumble for a touchdown. Uh, I mentioned Cameron Thomas came away with a sack earlier. Um, showed some nice power. They need to play him and MyJ Sanders more. They definitely do. Because they've, they've like, shown they both, glimpses. They both do. MyJ Sanders a little bit in this, too. Um, Isaiah Pacheco didn't have, like, a great game stats-wise, but his, his just instant top gear physicality is such a, a fun wrinkle to this Chiefs running game. Uh, and George Pickens, who did have a drop, but also had that crazy sideline grab, the grab over the middle, and, and the two-point yeah. conversion. Yeah, a couple. The drops are maybe a slightly concerning, but who cares when you're making those catches? Yeah. Out of nowhere, I give you two. It's, it was a good week for a lot of out of nowhere guys. Uh, first, one of our guys, Ron McKinley, played 22 snaps for the Dolphins. Um, just, <laughs> just sealed the game with like a really easy INT, but made the play. Love to see that. Um, and secondly, I mentioned Kate Auden. Watch out, Kate Auden. Co-Keefed is coming for your job. Had a... Had a catch for five yards, a touchdown. It was just a, like a play action, him kind of just, you know, going to the flat. Uh, but Jeremiah Osu-Koromoa couldn't keep up with him. Couldn't catch up. Uh, and he finished it off. Uh, I, I put James Houston here. Two sacks, five snaps yeah. in his first NFL game. Um, the first kind of Deion Sanders guy to, to really make yeah. an impact in the NFL. That's exciting. It is. It is. Is, and- is Deion taking the Colorado job, AJ? I feel like he deserves a b- better job than that. Uh, I agree. Uh, I wonder if he would take the USF job. I, I still, like, I just feel like Jackson State's a better job because of the, what he's done with it, though. Anyway, that's not important right now. Um, you want to get to start the Rook? My start the Rook, I, I didn't have, like, a guy that's, like, you know, a big-name guy. So I'm going with, a, like, a low-key guy who showed up. Uh, and start might be a stretch, but Rashid Shaheed has been so fun whenever the Saints get him the ball. He had two catches for 53 yards in this one and an eight-yard carry. Um, I just want to get get him more involved. Like, every time he touches the ball, good things are happening for the Saints. And, like, and my point being is that this is an offense that forces the ball to Taysom Hill so much, even both in the passing. I think they threw a fade to Taysom Hill when they needed a, a touchdown. Down 13 nothing. Like, what the fuck is that? Running the ball with Taysom Hill. Uh, (laughs) Your wide receivers outside of Chris Olave have done nothing. Uh, Kamara fumbled twice, so he's not even like... He's he's, he's not quite helping Kamara right now. Let's let's get a big dose of Rashid Shahid and see what you got. Let's see what you got. That's it. All right, mine might be uh, controversial. Uh Uh-oh. I know how well the Eagles are playing. Do you agree with me? They're playing well. They're yeah, I'll agree. They're playing well. I thought at, like not that like I think Kaiser White and T.J. Edwards are an underrated linebacker duo. They yeah, they've been solid. Yeah, uh, I just think as we get to it, Nicobe Dean needs to be deployed in some type of role. He does. He does. I know. I know. Um, Philly doesn't really blitz, but. I just think about how unstoppable Nicobe Dean was as a blitzer because of his natural ability to time the snap. And behind that D line, I just think he'd be such a be such a fun wrinkle to to yeah. bring him into the fold as an off ball blitzing linebacker 
behind that dominant defensive line. You, you got to wonder if they're saving it, you know, for the big moment. Uh, they bring Dean know. in he's and played, shoot him. He's played he's so played little. Four defensive snaps this season. Yeah, I and know. again, I I know TJ Edwards and, and Kaiser White have played a lot better than we were expecting, but I just I th- I I thought we'd see more of them. And I'm not saying yeah. like necessarily start them, but I would love to see him kind of find the field a little bit more. For I sure. hope they maybe get into a blowout situation soon where he gets the enter the game. I, I feel like he's just everybody's favorite linebacker. They they gotta mix him in more. I I fully agree with that. Totally agree. Like it's not like you know TJ. They've been really good, but it's not like they're so good to keep this guy off the field. I, exactly. Like they missed some tackles. Um, TJ Edwards got a position uh, on AJ Dillon's touchdown run on on uh, Sunday Night Football. I don't know. I just like to see Nicobe Dean play a little bit. We're biased, but agreed. I'm also running out of start the rooks, so. <laughs> Yeah, we've probably said that one three times, but no one cares. No one cares. Uh, by this time tomorrow, some other former NFL pro bowler will be the head coach of somewhere. 